Now selecting a book cover template is extremely important because it is going to give you a push start and it will speed up the entire process. So you don't have to create the entire book cover from scratch. And one thing that is extremely important is if you go to amazon.com you'll realize that amazon has this white background and all the books with a very high contrast color is going to pop out the show starts in Hello world and welcome back to Not Your Average Boss. On today's episode, I have a very special guest. He's the CEO of Authors on Mission, best-selling author of two best-selling books, Power the Success Mantra and How to Write a Bestseller, with the hopes of helping 10,000 people turn their ideas into best-selling books by 2025. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Makrat Sharia. How you doing, Makrat? Yes, sir. No problem. Thank you for being on the show, man. Um, definitely appreciate your your time and and uh, your expertise when it comes to you know being a best selling author and starting your business when it comes to authors on mission, man. So can you just tell us a little bit about authors on mission and kind of your background when it comes to you know being an author and and being an entrepreneur as well? Yeah, we're in the business of uh, helping entrepreneurs and thought leaders write books that can. Um, help change the world or improve the world. And uh, basically, um, we offer done-for-you book writing, publishing, marketing services through which anyone, even if someone has no time or the skill set to write a book, we can help them in the publishing journey. So um, we are in this business for over a decade now and have helped more than 500 clients. Um, a little bit about my background. I um, wrote my first book, um, 11, 12 years ago. And, um, basically I wrote several books under my pen names. I understood the process exactly how it works and then started helping other people through my coaching and consultation. I saw an opportunity that I can also offer service as well. I assembled a team of ghostwriters, editors, designers, marketers, and I created this company, Authors on Mission. So yeah, like this is exactly how we started the company. Awesome. Yeah, man. I mean, you have a lot of good stuff in the book Power Mantra um, when it comes to just understanding our passions and following our passions. And, you know, the the acronym with power, I, I thought that was, you know, really, really good, man, because, you know, you could, it translates to, to leadership. Um, it translates to career development. It, it translates to entrepreneurship. Really, it translates to, you know, every aspect of our life and how we can approach our goals and the structure and systems that we put in place to help us reach those goals. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about, you know, that, um, far as the, the, the passion element, um, well, really just kind of talk about, you know, power far as the, the acronym and kind of break down the acronym and kind of, we'll talk about the points there. Um, cause in, in the book, you talk about, um, being uncomfortable. I, I like, you know, how you, you know, you, you kind of, you know, you were put out there to, First day of this one particular class put out there to talk in front of a bunch of people it was uncomfortable and getting out of your comfort zone to, you know, introduce yourself. It's all about, you know, growth and being uncomfortable is a part of growth. So can you talk a little bit about that, that situation and then the power uh, as far as the acronym of that and kind of break that down a little bit more? Yeah, I used to be kind of a very, very shy kid in my high school. Um 
used to be kind of very difficult for me, specifically when there used to be recess mm. or whenever a class ends and we used to wait for another teacher for the next class. That five minutes used to be extremely difficult for me. Mm. Uh, I was not social at all. Everyone used to play. Everyone used to uh, make fun in the classroom. And I was the only one like who used to um, pray that, hey, God, please send the teacher as fast as possible. Mm. Because I was kind of very, very, I used to be very embarrassed of this situation, like sitting alone. I had mm. no friends. Uh, I had some friends, but like, for example, but not so close. They used to hang out with their other kids. Um, but yeah, like it was very tough. Um, and uh, uh, that journey, like from being a very shy, uh, introvert person, and now I've started a company. Um, hey, we have more than 40 people in our organization. Mm. Um, I now have to be spoken. Like I have to speak a lot. I have to... Um, talk to so many people, so many clients, people like you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so s- there are so many things that I have done to change that. And um, some of those things or some of the traits, like I have added those in my first book that I released under my name, that was Power, the Success Mantra. And uh, it, it, it was not kind of a very instantly that I created this this system, but basically to be a leader or to run an, or, or any kind of organization, like there are some of the elements that you need in yourself. Mm. Um, I wrote this book, I think, um, seven, eight years ago. Now there's so many things have changed. I should have updated the book now. Like, But back then, um, it used to be kind of a six elements. Like, So I drew a star, right? Mm. And they used, you know, like in, in their five corners of stars, right? Mm. Um, so at every corner, I placed power, like P-O-W-E-R. Mm. And um, in the middle of the star, I placed V. So V, I believe, is very important for any leader. V stands for vision, right? Mm. For anything it started, like you have to have a vision. Right. And your entire team member, people like who work with you, um, they should resonate with that vision. You should, um, you should actually ha- um, be very, very vocal about your vision. That exactly what you want to achieve. Mm. So, vision is the first thing that is extremely important. Then comes the other five pillars or five elements that you need. P stands for passion. Um, so sometimes, like you might be down. Sometimes you might be very, very passionate about those things. But most of the time, like you have to work um, from, um, like work with passionately um, just to make sure that you deliver like really, really great stuff in the right. world. So uh, passion is really important. Then comes optimism. In entrepreneurship, like of course, things are very, like not so smooth every day. Like they're always ups and downs, roller coaster. So you have to, um, you need that optimism that, hey, um, Maybe this day or this month or this year is not going as per I wanted, but I'm sure that I'm going to be, I'll be able to change it, right? Mm-hmm. And how you'll be able to change it is by the next element, which stands for like W, 
which stands for willpower. So you need that sort of willpower um, to stand um, in front of your fears, in front of your failures, and still act uh, just to make sure that you win one day. Right. E stands for enthusiasm, like where you have to, um, things can go down, but it should not go, uh, your failure should not go in your head, mm. including your success. Like some people get successful and then they are out of the world and they're kind of, they're having egos. So you have to act enthusiastically, uh, but you have to also have some, 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 sort of, some sort of control. And the last is R that stands for rationale. Mm. Uh, where you have to have, like as a leader, you should know that what is right and what is not right, right? So you should have some sort of ethics, integrity in yourself mm. that you won't do bad for um, for the world, for the people like who work with you, mm. for, uh, for your clients, um, for your team members, for your right. family, friends. Like everything combined, um, like six, seven years ago, I used to think that this is what uh, any leader wants, like this power. Mm -hmm. And uh, that also has this V, like that stands for vision, uh, in the core of its heart. Um, mm -hmm. And if anyone has these six elements or six pillars, he can really be a good leader in any organization. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's awesome, man. It's a, yeah, that acronym, um, you know, and that that the pillar system, man, I, I really was, you know, um, encouraged by that and inspired by that because, you know, I kind of live my life in that way, but didn't put it and frame it in that framework of power, you know. And I was like, man, this is this is awesome because, I mean, you know, where there's no vision, people, you know, perish. And when you look at it, you know, like from that aspect, being a leader, being an entrepreneur, it starts with the vision. Okay, what is the vision for? my business what's the vision for my family what's the vision for my life you know I, you have to write it out make it plain right so when we understand where we're trying to go you know it's important to have that mapped out and i just want to talk about a couple of them just to you know really put some things in perspective when it comes to helping people identify their you know their 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 passion because it's like it deals with the why you know why do i want to go down this road I think you talked a little bit about, you know, your parents wanted you to do, you know, a certain job in the book, uh, Power, the Success Mantra. This is the traditional path I want you to go down. I don't want you to go down the entrepreneurial path. I want you to go down the traditional, go to school, get this degree, you know, do this, you know, particular business that or this uh, field that I want you. It could be healthcare, it could be, you know, customer service, it could be marketing, it could be, you know, something that brings them no joy and, and they could be proud of and things like that which is cool we want you know we of course we want to make our parents proud of people who care about us proud of course but what do you want to do and that's a big part of finding your journey finding your path in life when it comes to your career and what you know what job you want to have what career you want to have and what makes you feel most fulfilled because that goes back to the why that goes back to the passion you know first is the vision then it goes to the passion um when it comes to that particular structure so you know, looking at the, I think you brought up Abraham Maslow, and I, I really I like that hierarchy of needs situation when I was do, uh, doing sociology or learning sociology. Um, I like that philosophy because it's like it kind of puts things in perspective as well when it comes to, hey, if I get my 
basic physiological needs met, I can start focusing on everything else. Meaning if I feel secure, if I feel safe, if I feel, um, you know, I got food on the table, clothes on my back, I don't have to worry about that stuff. Now I can go to the next level of, you know, okay, looking at self-awareness and things like that, which is the highest self-actualization is the highest level of that particular hierarchy of needs when it comes to Abraham Maslow's um, theory. So I liked how you framework that and how you uh, put that out there when it came to that. I saw, I was like, yo, that's, I like that. You know, that's, that was one of my favorite aspects of it. Cause it was like, man, I, I never really looked at it like that. Um, how, how we, you know, you know, the basic needs we, 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 we handle that. And then we look at, okay, how can I progress within this? And your passion, it starts with what, what do you feel gives you that fulfillment, you know? And yes, we do have jobs that sometimes are like, okay, this is like a placeholder job. You talk about that as far as your job that you had to where it was secure, where it was like he was making good money. And you're like, yeah, this is this is cool, but I still don't fulfill it. I feel like I maxed out here. I feel like I've done everything here and I, I want to really start going down this entrepreneurial path to set up my business when it comes to Arthur's or mission. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, for me specifically, um, I believe like there, there's a famous saying as well that sanity begins at home. Mm. Um, so of course you have to do good for, for the world, mm. but you have to start, uh, from within, right? You have to, mm. um, first make sure that you, your family is secure, like your kids, your, your, your wife, your, your parents, they're, they're secure, mm. then friends, and then people like who work with you, um, then, then the other world, like the the other uh, uh, societies, right? Like you, mm. you have to contribute in such a way that everything is kind of uh, like you. You're contributing to everyone, mm. and um, that can only happen like when you start. Uh, just to make sure that uh, you find something that is going to be serving both uh, your family, also the world. For me specifically, with authors and mission. Um, initially the goal was just to make money. Like, mm -hmm. honestly, mm -hmm. I didn't think that I would be, uh, so much passionate about it. Mm -hmm. And, um, initially I had to pay bills. Um, and that's the reason, like I had to start it. Mm -hmm. So, um, but when I started helping other clients, I realized that, um, I'm not just helping our clients, like we are also helping the readers who are reading our clients' books. Mm. And basically these clients, they share testimonials, reviews of uh, the the readers who have re read the books and how it has, the, those books have changed their lives, their businesses. Mm -hmm. So basically we, we are not just helping one client, we are helping thousands of other readers like who are reading our clients' books. Mm -hmm. This is kind of a snowball effect that is that we at our company is bringing to this world. So this is what my team and I are very much passionate about every single day, uh, that we are able to serve our clients, we are able to um, also serve the readers who are reading our clients' books. That's awesome, man. And, you know, that's real. I mean, of course, we, you know, we start um, different jobs because we're trying to figure things out and to make money um, to sustain ourselves. And, you know, if you have to, if you still don't know where you, what you want to do with your life, you're in college now and you're working jobs that, you know, you may not like, um, but you know, you're, you know, you're working towards that major. Um, 
you know, it's, it's a stepping stone. However, within the stepping stone of that job that you may not necessarily like, or I'm just doing this to make some extra money while I go to school or pay for school, do your best to grow in that. You know, do yourself best to, to max out and maximize your effort so you can get that promotion, so you can get more financial stability when it comes to your job. Um, because, it, you know, I'm a big advocate about growing where you're planted. I'm a big advocate about, you know, doing what you can to, to, to advance and, and have that success in, in whatever aspect of your career. Um, so I like how you were real about that, man. Yeah, I started for the money, but ultimately I found my passion within that, right? Like ultimately it sparked something, you know, that you were like, man, this is awesome seeing these people, helping these people, helping these authors get, you know, reach their goals and, and seeing them, you know, have that financial success, seeing them have their, you know, uh, goals fulfilled and, and passions reached and their why satisfied. So it, it, you know, it may start like you're like, and like with myself, I could say that when I was working in a call center, man, like, like, man, I, I didn't see myself working in a call center at this point in my life. Um, and it was yeah. kind of a drag to be honest, but you know, I was like, okay, I'm gonna make the best of it. You know, go back, going back to growing up where you're planted. And, you know, I, I moved up to become a manager and have one of the most successful teams in that organization. And it was great because, um, a lot of challenges, but it was great to, 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 you know, climb that that ladder in that way because it, you know, that was leadership was my passion, right? Helping people was my passion, and what happened from that, you know, was hey, I'm starting to, you know, things are starting to get checked off my goal list, and I'm starting to reach different goals and things like that that I have for myself. Starting at a call center job that I didn't really want to work, right? So, um, you know, you can find your 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 passion if you don't know what it is right now. Because I'm like, man, I I'm trying this, I'm doing that. I, I have different, I love to do a lot of stuff. You know, I love to draw, I love to write, I love to sing, I love to dance, I love to, you know, do YouTube, you know. So which one is my passion? And I have that question sometimes a lot with people um, who, who I talk to and who I've talked to over the years trying to find their path. And sometimes, uh, you know, you have to have a, you know, somebody in your corner, a great leader, a great, you know, a thought leader or a friend, family member, loved one who kind of brings it to the forefront and be like, yo, you, you do great at this. Why don't you try that? Or I see you doing this. And that kind of could give you that fuel and that motivation. You need to embark and start learning on that particular uh, profession or journey. So uh, willpower was another one that stuck out to me when it came to the power. Um, what do you call it? The power star? Or what do you call it? Power structure? What do you call it? I like the well, power star. Yeah. Yeah. yeah power star. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> power star, man. Um, uh, the willpower, because I mean, sometimes you have to do things you have to push yourself to get out of your comfort zone. And you were talking about doing certain things, you know, somebody's, you know, uh, coming to a, uh, on a bus and, you know, they need somewhere to sit or, you know, yeah. you have to get an additional rep in and you don't feel like doing it, but you do it anyway, because you're building that character, you're building that habit, you're building that muscle, strengthening that, that muscle of, you know, willpower to overcome that situation. You know, you're pushing yourself to build a positive habit to replace a negative one. And I think about James Clear, um, the Atomic Habits, uh, where he talks about, you know, having those small micro habits and mm -hmm. compounding interest when it comes to your habits. And, you know, I think he talks about a 1% uh, every day. If you give yourself 1% towards an endeavor, towards a business, towards a goal, towards something you're trying to accomplish with your life, you know, you can compound that over that year and potentially come out to 37% better far as when it comes to what you were trying to do. You're trying to learn this skill. You're trying to learn this um, this business. I'm going to give it 1%. And 1% doesn't seem like a lot, right? 
when you think about one percent, it's like okay, it's not a whole lot. But uh, if you think about it, there you go. But it compounds. One percent of a billion is a lot, right? So I'm yeah. giving my all these. You know, every day I have, I have opportunity to build on this interest. Man, I read a little bit. I read a a, a paragraph today. Okay, next day I read, you know, two paragraphs. Next day I read the whole page. Next day I read the whole chapter. You see what I'm saying? So you're, you're, you know, we're compounding on efforts, you know, though they may seem small, they will add up eventually, right? So um, I thought that was good, man, um, when it came to the willpower. And then the rationale is, a, is another great point um, of the, the power star because it's like, a lot of times we can get caught up in emotion, right? Can you talk about that? Like, you know, your your moments of getting caught up in emotion and where it was like, man, this makes more sense to stay here because I'm making money. It doesn't make sense for me to start a venture where I don't have any capital and I don't know how it's going to turn out. So can you talk a little bit about your experiences with that? Yeah, for me specifically, like I never did a job. Um, I initially, of course, my goal was to become like, go through a corporate ladder and then become kind of a executive level person mm-hmm. and um, everyone in my circle like specifically in the high school uh, wanted to become an engineer like in, I'm I, I'm in India and uh, here in India like if you're not a doctor and an engineer then you're kind of a failure mm. this is like 10 years ago mm. and um, so when I my, when my dad asked me what do you want to become in your life I said I want to become an engineer. Like I, I had still no goal, still no vision, still no path. So mm. I didn't want, I didn't want to sound dumb. So I just told him that I know the answer, mm. and this is what I want to become in my life. Um, my dad um, was very generous. Like he sold his land and got my admission in an engineering college. Mm. But in the first year of the college, I realized that this is not for me. I still had no clue that what I'll be doing. Mm. But I was so damn sure that this is not for me. Like mm-hmm. why I came to the conclusion because I met so many seniors uh, in my college. I also met so many seniors like who got placed in companies. Mm-hmm. I saw, I, I met them in the companies where they were working. Uh, I didn't like that setup, like that cubicle. And uh, mm-hmm. they had to just work from nine to five, sometimes like work overtime. I really didn't want that for my life. Um, I really needed everything in my life, uh, not only uh, uh, just the corporate thing and becoming an engineer. Mm-hmm. So I said to myself that I'll not be an engineer, like, but I really didn't know exactly what I'll be doing. So uh, one fine day, like I think I was in the third trimester of my college and uh, I used to go in college library mm-hmm. and I used to read a lot of self-help books I, uh, then that day I found this book, Wish That Poor Dad by mm-hmm. Robert Kiyosaki. And, uh, I never knew this guy. I just read the entire book in one single sitting mm-hmm. and it completely changed my perception about life and about finance. And, um, I decided that I really, uh, want to start something of my own, mm-hmm. uh, my own business. I was 19 year old that, that time. And um, the very same day, I just dropped out of the college. Like I never went back to the college. Like, mm-hmm. and uh, I had no idea. I had no business plan exactly what I'll be doing. Mm-hmm. I I would just kept on looking for business ideas after business ideas. So again, uh, this rationality 
game over here, like <laughs> what is right, what is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, one mind, like one brain, one part of the brain was saying that I should be here. Like I should mm-hmm. just continue doing what I, <laughs> what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. My parents have already invested a lot of money over here, mm-hmm. and they would be so proud that, um, like when I'll be an engineer. Uh, but I realized that um, even if I'll be an engineer after five years, ten years, mm-hmm. I was damn sure that I won't be happy. Mm-hmm. And if I won't be happy, then my parents will also not be happy. Mm-hmm. So I just took the decision. I just dropped out. I started a business. I had no experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, long story short, that business failed. And then I started another, like writing books. And then this is how actually I came into this world of book writing and publishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now my parents are very happy. They are very, very proud. Uh, funny thing is like, I am a first time, first generation entrepreneur in mm-hmm. my family. Um, so uh, after me, like my younger brother, my younger s- sister, mm-hmm. and including my dad, everyone are doing businesses inspired by me. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> That's they awesome. Have their own. So um, I, I've seen that, like, that shift, that mental shift in my family mm-hmm. after seeing me that, like, what I'm doing, what I'm really enjoying doing. I have set up a business in such a way that um, my team is happy. Um, I really think about team first, right? Um there are times like when I had no money to pay my rents, uh, my bills, but s- somehow like I just had to pay uh, salaries to my employees. Like I always, I'm, I never delay uh, giving salaries to my employees. Awesome. This is my first um, uh, rule of thumb that because they have their own families, they have trusted me, right? And uh, I really didn't want to break that trust. So this is, for me, it's very important that if someone is trusting me, uh, they should get what they have worked for, right? right. So um, That's awesome. so uh, yeah. I, I try my best to um, use uh, risk-ality in every aspect of my life and in the business mm-hmm. just to make sure that not only me, like everyone who is associated with me, uh, who is around me, are happy. That's awesome. A lot of great stuff there, Crunt, man. And I, I really appreciate your time. You're a busy man. I know you got a, you got, he has some, he has some more podcasts to do today. So he's a busy man. But thank you for taking the time out to, to talk to me, man, and talk to the audience and listeners, um, of Not Your Average Boss, man. I really appreciate your time. Um, before you go, I want you to, um, kind of just talk about chat, uh, GPT real quick. Uh, I don't talk a lot about tech here and I want to start talking more about tech. Some people are super against it. I've used it. I think it's good to use as far as a guide, kind of like Google, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying like take the whole situation and plagiarize and all that, because that's the main thing that people are scared about when using it. So can you, can you tell, uh, tell us a little bit about your experience with chat GPT and how beneficial it can be and or your thoughts on it? Yeah, again, uh, with any new technology, like um, there are a set of people like who are against it. There's some people like who are really going crazy about it. Mm-hmm. So chat GPT is um, taking the world. Um, 
it has been really helpful for us as well. Like we are doing some sort of things like, uh, for example, social media, mm. blog. But we always make sure that we don't pleasurize, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we, there are certain prompts and commands, like you have to go through a prompt engineering to understand exactly how to use the right type of prompts just to make sure that ChatGPT understands you, understand your vision, understand your message, understand your tone, your style of writing, and then write content based on that. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's kind of a, modern day ghostwriter right mm-hmm. where you have like ghostwriting is not kind of a, an unethical thing like you are just telling someone that hey this is what i know like and then they write the book or mm-hmm. or anything else on your behalf um specifically for the book thing um it's kind of a very very tricky because uh, you are not just writing some sort of captions for Instagram or some mm. blog post. You're writing an entire book, and the book is kind of a for most of the people like the books are very special. Right. Um, the books usually comes from their heart, and uh, um, it should reflect their experience, their their message, their story, their vision as well. So, right. um, I don't recommend anyone to use chat gpt like of course it's possible that you can write the entire book using chat gpt but at the same time like you have to uh use your own creativity just mm-hmm. to make sure that you don't plagiarize and uh just to make sure that you write the book in such a way that it is a reflection of you mm-hmm. um it should not look robotic because eventually if a reader is going to go through the book they should um really it should really help them on their journey. Maybe they are on point A, they want to go to point B. Mm-hmm. So it should really take them from point A to point B. If your book can do that, and if you are taking some help with using ChatGPT, that is fine. But if you have written a book that is just for the sake of writing a book, and uh, it is not helpful for the reader, it mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. You should not write a book then. Mm. Man, so you hear that, aspiring authors? That's I mean, it's how to get from point A to point B and sharing you, you know, with, with the world. And if it's fiction, then you still want to put your element of writing in the situation when it comes to it. Um, even if you use, you know, chat GPT as a guide for it, but, but yeah, man, uh, great information, really, really awesome, awesome information and, and book, uh, business, um, appreciate what you're doing, man. Um, if you could let the people know where they could find you and where they could look more into your business, that'd be great. Yeah, sure. So if uh, you will visit authorsonmission.com, you will find out uh, dozens and dozens of testimonials and case studies of people who have worked with us and how we exactly help our clients turn their book ideas into best-selling books. So um, if you think that after going through the testimonials and case studies, if you think that this is the right fit, just simply book a call with us and one of our author strategists is going to go on a call and we are right fit, then we'll onboard you. Awesome. Well, thank you once again for your time, Vikrant. Um, appreciate it. And I'll be getting with you soon, man. Like I said, thanks again for for everything. Thank you so much, Adrian, for having me. Yes, sir. You take care. So awesome conversation with Vikrant, man. Um, man, wealth of knowledge when it comes to being an author and entrepreneurship and really about team and 
and, and building your team up and business oriented, business minded and, you know, goal oriented. Great, great. You know, that power star, man, is really awesome. So I really admonish you check out his his books, uh, Power to Success Mantra and How to Write a Bestseller um, on Amazon currently now. Um, but yeah, it, it was, you know, great talking with them. Great energy, great, um, you know, down to earth, real about, you know, trying to to start his journey when it comes to entrepreneurship. And yeah, money is a motivator. You know, it's a good motivator. We, we know we want to make money. Um, money answers all things. However, when it comes, when money is only the, the, the situation that you're looking at and you're not looking at, hey, will I be fulfilled in this situation? Then, you know, fulfillment is going to always supersede that. So what's going to make me the most fulfilled? Granted, I took a pay cut when I left, uh, you know, my, my, my corporate job. But, you know, I feel more fulfilled now. Uh, I feel fulfilled then, too, because I, I was helping people. I saw people get promoted and there's you know, numerous people who got promoted under me. And it was awesome to see that. And I was thankful to be a part of their journey. Um, so I'm not saying I didn't get fulfillment out of that. But um, what was more, more important to me and the, and the definition of success shifted when, you know, I started to look at, man, my passion is helping people. But I want to help people in my way and, and do it in my environment, in my time, in my space. And, you know, this is what I'm doing, you know, with Not Your Average Boss. And I, I was doing that when I was working a corporate job, you know, doing the blog. I started that in the podcast when I was still working um, because I wanted to share more insight and be more, you know, have a conversation uh, and, and be more open. You know, I was always uh, the type of person who was, you know, you could talk to me about anything and, and real and, you know, care about my people. You know, it was never just, OK, I'm a, I'm the manager. You got to listen to me. No, it was, you know, I'm yeah, I'm the manager. I'm in this position. I'm in a leadership author authoritative um, position. However, I'm here to help you discover what you want to do and what you want to get out of this position, out of this job, out of this career and help, you know, catapult you on your journey towards your goals. And, you know, we talked about James Clear. The goal is, 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 the, is, is, the, is the point that you're trying to get to. However, the system is the vehicle that's going to get you there. So, you have to look at your vehicle. You know, does it need maintenance? Does it need attention right now? Do you know where you're going in your life when it comes to your vehicle? Because a lot of times our system is it's kind of broken down and we're just kind of, you know, just kind of living life. Just whatever happens today is happens today. No structure is just this is what's going to happen. And I'm just going to deal with it. You know, we have to revisit our vehicle, the system that we have in place to help us reach our goals because that's what's going to help us, you know, reach that goal, reach the next one, reach the next mile marker, reach the next milestone in our journey of life, you know, not just in our career, but in life in general, you know, what makes you feel most at, you know, at peace with yourself, knowing that, hey, I'm fulfilled. Yeah, I know I need to grind this out this amount of time because of my financial plan. I'm trying to get out of debt and get, you know, my debt to income ratio up better um, to have more income that I have expenses and debt so I can live comfortably and things like that and focus on retirement and, and, you know, set yourself up good when it comes to that aspect of it, learning that, because like we said, right, like James Clear was talking about, you know, that 1% each day, it's a minimal thing, right? You know, that 1% can look different for different people though. I mean, my 1% could be, I'm reading the whole chapter. Your 1% could be, I'm reading two chapters. You see what I'm saying? So whatever you feel your 1% needs to be when it comes to your progression within your, your, your life, and towards your goals, that's what you need to assess. And that's what we need to look at when it comes to us defining what success means and looks like to us.
So hopefully you got some from this episode. Like I said, McCramp was awesome, awesome um, to have on. And I was, I was really thankful to have him on. And uh, he, he really encouraged me, inspired me with his book and just with his conversation beforehand. Um, really great dude. So check him out. But yeah, if you have any other questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. You know, check out our social media, Instagram, Facebook, Not Your Average Boss, and our website, NotYourAverageBoss.com. has some great resources on there, free resources you can download today to help supercharge your life when it comes to your career, when it comes to your finances, when it comes to even VA claims and, and what you're trying to accomplish with that. Um, reach out to us, you know, get in contact and we'll do our best to, to, to help um, and guide you and structure and cater an individual plan of action for your life. So this is Adrian Hackney, Not Your Average Boss, Sign it off. Peace. Listen to Not Your Average Boss podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Thank you for listening.